Okay, good morning everyone. This is your host Captain Righteous and today I am pitching you five DC animated shows. Let's begin. Okay, so as usual, I'll just start from five to one. So number five will be Justice League Beyond. And the reason why I'm pitching this as a good, you know, cartoon is because, you know, in Batman Beyond, I think there was only one episode where it featured the future, sorry, it featured, well, it starred, let me say that, it starred the future Justice League of the Batman Beyond's timeline. So the team comprised of, uh, like, uh, a female Atlantean, Superman, uh, I think it was Warbird or something. Basically, it's a, it's a man who's uh, the son of Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart, and Hawkgirl. Uh, Kid Green Lantern, and I believe Wonder Woman, but there was like some, I remember there was a woman, and she had like a yellow um, headband around her head. I don't think she was Amazonian, I think she could have been like alien, to, to tell you the truth. But anyways, the members was like at least five or six people, and I believe it was like, I don't know if they came together or they just, like I don't know if they they came together or they were just um, looking for other recruits. But they um, approach, because you gotta understand, Superman knows who's Batman. So, you know, Superman, like, really wanted to have Bruce on the team or have someone that Bruce can trust. And thus, you know, that's why, you know, that's how Terry McGinnis start, you know, working with the Justice League. The reason why I say I, I want this to be a show is because I feel like there's a lot of um, possibilities of exploring a Justice League in the future. And I know, well... Captain Righteous, why not, you know, focus on the current Justice League and see how they change, how, how their changes within the team affect the future, and that's true, but, I don't know, because to me, I, I love Batman Beyond, but with the idea of Batman Beyond, was like, we don't know what happens to Bruce Wayne, we do, but it's not like, I'm talking about like, from the time of, well, this is, that's funny, because Batman Beyond came before Justice League, but it's like, so... You know, because it's Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and the other DC shows takes place in the same universe. Batman Beyond's exception is because it's in the future, so whatever happens in Justice League probably will bring, sorry, will be mentioned in the future at some point. But anyways, um, I figured like what happened to Superman? Cause Superman in the future, so far as I see in Batman Beyond, it's not like he's evil. I mean, he's the same old Clark Kent. Only difference between you know, him and his past self is that you only have white temples. And I believe that's because Kryptonians age slowly. So I think they could possibly live for a couple of centuries and then die off. But that's just for my, um, uh, uh, expe not expectation, but, um, for basically from my point of view. Um, what else I want to say about this, you know, pitch? I think having Batman be on a part of that team for some time just to see how it how it feels to be on the team because like I said you know Bruce Wayne has been Batman for in in that um timeline for a good 40 or possibly 50 years so after you know of course you know during that time he had to fight with the Justice League he had to fight with Superman he fought with various other heroes and I feel like you know having Terry McGinnis in his first not first team up because I figured you know, in this show, probably his second team up with the future Justice League. It's pretty much how does he fit in the greater DC universe of the future, of course. Um, what else? Uh, I'm sorry, not what else. Uh, 
that was five. So number four will be uh, DC's Robin. So my pitch for this uh, show is pretty much Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and um, of course Damian Wayne. Cause like as it stands now, Damian Wayne is currently Robin of the um, Bat Family, or was because they did something different with this character, but I don't know. But um, well he was the Robin of the Bat Family, and I figured well. With the title like Robins, it will be mostly focused on with the mentioned characters Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and Damian Wayne. I feel like it's kind of like it should be in a, in the vein of Teenage Ninja Turtles. And let me explain. Not like you know the Robins will live in the um, sewers and fight crime like against mutants or something. No, but like I figured, you know, Dick Grayson is the first Robin, so of course he will be Nightwing, and as Nightwing, he will. Of course, help his well adopted brother, especially Damian Wayne, in in the hopes of making him the best Robin, or at least the Robin, the Robin that doesn't kill. If that makes sense, because if you look at uh, Damian Wayne's track record, it's not like he killed people, but it's like he was literally, you know, birthed or born, born to be assassin because. Um, his mother is Talia Ghul, and she is the daughter of Rachel Ghul, who is the head of the uh, League. Sorry, the League of Assassins. So, League of Assassins is pretty much a group in the DC uh, universe, where it's like their beliefs is to. Um, I don't think it's like Thanos, like let's kill half a life and see what happens. It's pretty much let's go about killing uh, criminals, I believe, and then see where it takes us as a um, species. But anyways, he was literally bred to become one of them, and hopefully, in the future, probably be the um, figurehead of the um, uh, of the organization. Of course, obviously, you know, with comic books, it didn't happen, nor has happened yet. Which, funny enough, you know, this this uh, that actually happened in Batman Beyond, and in the comic books, of course. But that version of Damian Wayne, he at least tried to turn the League of Assassins into a uh, 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 a non-lethal organization like well we fight crime but we try our best to not kill people but that's neither here or there i feel like that series could have like it could really explore the psyche of each robin like for example like how dick dick grayson you know felt about being the first robin especially in the first couple years uh like we all know what happened to jason todd if you're not familiar he got killed by the joker in 1987 i believe in death in the family when he got beaten by a, a, a crowbar so we can explore that we can explore tim drake's role as robin and we can ultimately because i feel like the whole series it shouldn't be primarily on one person's perspective it's it's Dick Grayson's, Jason Todd's, Tim Drake's, and definitely Damian Wayne's, because he is the title, not the title, but he is the Robin we we expect to grow, we expect to um succeed, like, not kill people, not screw up as Robin, basically. But, of course, you know, moving on to um number three, and this is my personal, well, one of my personal pitches is a Wonder Woman animated series, and the reason why I say that I think Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, or, or Diana Themyscira, if you will, uh, she's one of the trilogy, sorry, not trilogy, Trinity, so the Trinity of DC is pretty much Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, now no offense to a Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg, whoever, right? 
The reason why they're the tr not, sorry, I keep saying trilogy, the Trinity, is because they debut most of their comic book characters before, if that make any sense, because I believe Batman was created in 38, 39. I think Superman was created around 38. Wonder Woman was created in 41. That is 1941. But what I'm trying to get at is that Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman has been one of the first couple or few characters that was created in the DC comic books like way before a cyborg or something right way before because Flash you know it depends because you got like not multiple versions because we do have Jay Garrick Flash that's the Flash with a uh, tin hel helmet which I love that version he's pretty dope but no we got that version of Flash you got Barry Allen which we all know then we have Wally West which that's funny though know, because for 20 years um, I think, like, in the, I don't know about the 80s, but, like, the 90s and early 2000s, he has always been the Flash. But the point I'm trying to make is, which, not to, um, get into a tangent, is about, um, it's about that Wonder Woman, and it's not like, you know, she don't have any, like, DC animated movies about her, and of course, you know, but I feel like, like, instead of having her feature in the Justice League, of course we need her in the Justice League, but... The way I'm feeling, I think having her in a solo series that explores her more about her as a character and more about uh, the mascara we didn't see. I mean, of course, we see in the movies, but I'm saying like more in the DC animated universe, if that makes any sense. And also, with that Wonder Woman series, we should take the opportunity to explore more of her Rose Gallery. Like, for example, I believe Gigantus is one of her villains. Ares, which, of course, if you watch the, uh, the first Wonder Woman movie, uh, he played a big role because, you know, the, the thing is about Ares and, um, I'm sorry, um, DC, I was gonna say Marvel, because, you know, they have Ares and Marvel, too, so anyways, so the, um, thing about Ares and DC, um, comic books is that D, not DC, I'm sorry, Ares feeds off of, you know, violence and, and hatred, because you have to understand, Ares is the god of war, so it's like saying, if I'm Captain Righteous, the god of donuts, like, I like donuts, like, my thing is donuts, and I actually do like donuts, but I need to slow down a little bit, but he only exists is because of human destruction, human greed, human anger, which, like I said, that's why I mentioned the fact that she was, um, um, part of my stuttering again, she's one of DC's trin trinity which, you know, this is for any DC hero, because when you look at Superman, you look at Batman, the, the villains they fought are not, like, super random, super, uh, or, or super weird, but it's like, they're specific to societal ills, like, for example, so, I mentioned Superman, let's talk about Lex Luthor, so, I love Lex Luthor, one of my favorite villains, but, you know, for mostly, most of the times in the comic books, I don't know about, like, in, uh, the current thing, the current stuff, like, the Infinite Frontier, which is the new line of stories. So, Lex Luthor is typically portrayed as a xenophobic, rich billionaire, if that, if that make any sense. Because, like, what makes me say, um, xenophobic? Because he only hates Superman because he's not a human, which, that is true. I'm not going to deny that part, because Lex Luthor, he, I'm trying to make it make sense, because when you watch certain movies, of course, and you watch certain shows according, you know, of course, the, um, uh, especially cartoons, Lex Luthor hates Superman because 
I feel like, because, you know, you watch Batman v Superman, but let me be clear on my words. We watch Batman v Superman. He hates Superman because it's like a, he, he's a god, but like, like, Superman's god, like, in a sense of like, he can do everything humans can't do, like fly, heat vision, lift up something heavy. But in that version, especially that version of Lex, he wasn't there to protect him from his father's abuses. Nothing sexual, but I think it's pretty much verbal, physical, like, like, bad parenting one-on-one, pretty much. I can't understand where that's coming from, but, like, Superman, especially in, like, I guess in his current line of stories, but anyways, the way it's told, Superman mostly is, you know, fair to everyone. Like, he's not going, like, not save a black person, but save a white person. He's just... Because, you know, again, he's not human, so the thing about Superman is, like, he may have not be of our race, but he cares enough to keep constantly save us, if that makes sense. And with Batman, you know, most of his criminals either represent uh, uh, mentally ill patients, like, like the Joker, of course, but it's like, with him, any Batman story regarding, say, the Penguin or the Riddler, it always circles back that crime is a... I figured out imagination. God, no, I'm saying like crime is a societal problem where it doesn't matter where you're literally a guy who, who you know, who like is the Joker pretty much or someone who's like a mob boss. Like crime exists in every facet of society. Crime is not just in the big cities. It could be small town. It's like basically, and it's not like be Batman and fight crime. Please don't do that. On the Captain Righteous podcast, please don't wear some fucking mask and, and, and jump to get jump out and get beat up. Please, just no. But what I'm trying to get at is, and of course, circling back to um, Wonder Woman, and, and I don't want to get into a tangent, of course. But each character, especially the rogues galleries, represent, I guess, the things they're fighting for and what they're hoping to achieve. Now, I mentioned Ares with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman for a time, especially in the um, 70s uh, show, which I love with Linda Carter. Linda Carter's, I don't care. Linda Carter's still hot. I- I'll say this on the Captain Righteous podcast. I think she's a wonderful actress. Don't get me wrong. But she she, she still get it. Sorry, she can, she can get it. And she still got it. If, if I'm, I want to be clear as possible with that. But anyways, no. Um, not with that, with Linda Carter. But I'm trying, the point I'm trying to get at is, forgive me. Um, no, but... The character of Wonder Woman has always been a source of truth, love, and peace. You know, because like I don't like there are versions of Wonder Woman, like for example in the Injustice universe where she is that true justice and da 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 da. But no, like Diana could be like very rough. Like I feel like she's one of those girls where it's like, uh man, you you you're pretty and da 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 and they. She punched you in the arm. All right, okay, that that hurts. I, I, and she punched you again. It's like, God damn, who told you to punch? You know, I, I mean, it's not a good way, of course. I like girls like that. But listen, like, no, um, I'm saying this in the sense of that, like, she's still the Wonder Woman we all grew up with, we all know. But it's all, it, not always, but it's come, she comes from a place, this is an alternate version of Wonder Woman. She comes from a place of aggression. You know what I'm saying? That's like, a little bit different from Diana, we all know from the main continuity, but nonetheless, she's the same person. But, again, back with the series, uh, forgive me for the tangent, but, you know, it should follow those key values about Wonder Woman, also explore characters of her mythos, like, for example, more Steve Trevor, more of Etta Canny, which, 
she played a I think she's played a small role in her previous stories but the point I'm trying to make is with you know her mythos it's like we can build off of that and explore more of that so for example on the podcast I want to make sure I mention that currently there is a new Wonder Woman in uh not infinite yeah in infinite frontier but her name is Yara Flor so she's pretty much uh, a Wonder Woman from um, Brazil and it's not like oh wow they just randomly made her just to exist but no I believe um, Yara's um, her origin is that her mother met a river god and they obviously had sex and then boom have her and you gotta understand what the, cause that's weird because not weird bad but weird good because with Wonder Woman's origin she's literally an Amazon and a demigod because her dad is Zeus so with Yara, Yara Floor, excuse me, Yara Floor, she's not too different from Wonder Woman in the sense of her, um, her, well, her heritage is being of that of a god. Uh, excuse me. But, of course, moving on, I want to see Yara Floor, because, of course, you know, they just introduced her in the comic books, but maybe in the show we could have, hey, you know, this is a character they created, so let's just see how it plays out. But we have an, I have an established character that I want to see on the Wonder Woman uh, animated series, which if the, it was a thing, you know, I would love to see if if that was like a real thing they would do. Is uh, Nubia? So Nubia is Wonder Woman's half black sister, and her thing is, I think Nubia is pretty much like Diane in a sense, but like I feel like with her, she doesn't get enough um, notoriety. It's not like to say people are not kissing her ass enough, of course, but I feel like you know with her power set, she's just as She's just as strong as Diana, possibly stronger. I just don't know, like maybe possibly. But with um Nubia, how I vision um a show like that should uh, introduce her. I feel like she should be like a traveling hero. Like she never stays in one city. You know, she constantly you know like fight like she fights small time crooks. I feel like you know a character like Nubia would like take her well her abilities and fight like I said small time crooks possibly sea pirates you know and just like basically of course like wonder woman but like how about the common man or woman on the streets oh no this guy stole my wallet punch in the face i got it who are you i'm nubia and just like dips off no questions no nothing just you know dip off but anyways besides seeing you know yara floor and nubia but i would love to see the wonder woman um a sidekick because you have to remember she has two sidekicks she has donna troy like donna troy's you know, remember I said that Nubia is her half sister. So Donna Troy is, I believe, technically or actually her um, little sister, if you, the way you look at. Because they were both created in the same way. Because it's weird. Because the original origin of Wonder Woman is that she was made of clay. Now, nowadays, not so much. But I don't know if Donna Troy's father is Zeus, but I could assume maybe is her father. But anyways. Um, Donna Troy and Cassie Sandsmark, and Cassie Sandsmark is pretty much uh, a Wonder Girl. You know, she's her own character, but she's she's a blonde Wonder Girl, it, to put that in your head. Um, and with those two characters, like I said before, you know, with the, the DC's Robins, it's pretty much to see, you know, how Wonder Woman mentor these young girls and how they become their own characters in the future, of course. Um... 
Number two is Martian Manhunter. So Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite characters on Justice League and some old Justice League animated the uh, animated series, excuse me. And the reason why I say he's the one of my favorites is because you have to understand, and to my listeners who are not comic book fans, I will break it down for you. He is one of and the best and definite strongest members of the Justice League. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, Martian Manhunter as a character, you know, he has a not a convoluted history because, you know, I think he was created around the 50s because, you know, back then, of course, back then, comic books was pretty much sci-fi. So he's pretty much a Martian that got, like, zapped from Mars to Earth by some weird ray machine. But anyways, he's from Mars. His actual name is John Jones. He has a twin brother named Mafalak, Murfalak, Mafalak. And it's funny because, you know, in John Jones, his actual name, it means man of goodwill. And his brother was like, basically, his name was basically, it, it, it meant that he was a bad force. Which he was, because no offense, I feel like when it comes to, I know small tangent, but when it comes to villains like Scar, or uh, definitely, you know, Malefic, I hope I keep saying his name right, is that like, that's not fair because... It's like I'm walking down the street and someone drops his, you know, ice cream. Oh, your ice cream fall, ice fall, or something stupid. And the dude's like, I'm not. My name is Steve. Stop calling me names. And like they develop that habit of being known as that the bad guy. Then they become the bad guy. It's like he's a bad guy. Like that shouldn't be no shock because I just keep naming him like bad shit. But anyways, sorry that was random. But no, um, what he did was on Mars, uh, Malefic, of course. He basically created a virus that wiped out most of Martians, right? And he killed John Jones' son and uh, 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 wife, excuse me. But, like, yeah, that dude was a dick. I mean, I'm not going to defend his actions, but it was like, no, nah, he, he purposely killed all of Martians and definitely, and also, including that, killed John Jones' um, wife and son. But needless to say, that's why, um, you know, John Jones is known as the last man of Mars and his power sets is pretty much that he can morph his body to anything he wants. He can read minds. Uh, John Jones can, um, I, I mentioned read minds. I think he's an empath. So an empath is like, if you were to touch my shoulder, Captain Righteous, you feel sad. Captain Righteous, you feel happy. It's pretty much you read emotions and understand what that means. Like you're sad because you lost your lunch. You're happy because you found a hundred dollars. Like it's nothing simple, but it's like he can get a good read on people, which that's funny enough because that's why you know when he was a uh, when he was originally invented, uh, John Jones was just a simple detective. You know, um, I don't know if he was like on a level of Batman, like because you know in DC comic books, Batman Bruce Wayne is the world's greatest detective. Which, you know, with this series, and, and again, you know, back to the pitch, I feel like it should just be simple, like John Jones, you know, solving crimes, definitely as a superhero, as himself, because, you know, he is Martian Manhunter, but he has an Earth disguise, like, oh, I'm, well, it's weird, because I think in the comic books, his Earth name is John Jones, because it's like, how it's, well, if I told you my name was John Jones, you assume it's J-O-H-N, you know, last name j-o-n-e-s like john jones but no mars is john well, john jones so it's j apostrophe o-n-n jones 
uh, uh, no, was it? I think I may have messed it up, but the way it's spelled is different, but it's like, when you say it to any human, it, it sounds like John Jones, like, an actual Earth name. Anyways, um, but having that said, I feel like him solving crimes by himself, and nothing like dark, like, who, who killed this little girl in this apartment, like, I, I don't necessarily want to go dark, but, and I do mean but, when it goes dark, I would love to see characters like Batman slip on by, uh, uh, the question come on by, I, I feel like having John Jones, of course, cause like, you gotta understand, like, with a series like this, I feel like, to me, it should be a mixture of definitely, uh, uh Superman the anime series, cause it's weird in the sense of like, cause I don't know what's the public's, inception, uh, sorry, what, how do DC, oh, oh my god, I'm sorry, let me be clear. In DC comic books, when people see Superman, they feel inspired, right? I want to know how humans on Earth, especially in Prime Earth and DC comic books, feel about Martian Manhunter. I mean, yeah, they'll be happy, but they'll probably won't fuck with me because I feel like the reason why people love Superman so much in, in DC and definitely in our real world because we can see anyone being Superman in a sense of like, like just the average man it can be black or white or whatever who is doing what's right for the community, like, oh, you know, Steve, not Steve, let me just use a different name, assuming name, um, David, David sounds like a good name, so, yeah, David just started, like, a, 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 a food thing for homeless people or something, and, you know, not everything has to be solved with powers, but I'm saying the sense of, like, you actually giving a damn, giving out food to the homeless or something where it's, like, that's very charitable, and we can all do it if we can, like, um, I guess, take our, like, not take our time, but, like, spend our time giving back to the community proper. But anyways, enough with that. Um, I feel like with the mixture of Batman the Anime Series and Superman the Anime Series, like, Martian Manhunter, I feel like by night, or especially in day, he can fight crimes, you know, in his Martian persona, and then go to the office in his human persona, where it's like, oh, you know, I'm just... John Jones, the detective, what's going on here? It's like I was here an hour ago. Let me just write the report and I guess quote unquote go home or whatever. But also in this series, I do envision uh, John Jones with a romantic interest because it's weird. You have to follow me on here, right? So in the comic books, it, that is DC. And this is a slight spoiler to Death Metal 2 or Death Metal 1. So Martian Manhunter and uh, uh, a Hawk Girl. Uh, actually, they actually got together, and I think they had a kid at some point in time. Nothing like, like way ahead in the future, but they actually had a, a like a half Martian, half Thanagarian. So a Thanagarian is pretty much. If you look at Hot Girl, definitely from the comic books, and definitely in the, uh, in the animated shows, Hawk Girl. It's not like I said Hot Girl. I'm like Hawk, like the bird Hawk. Hawk Girl. Her um race is called Thanagarians. Thanagarians is like a warlike race who has you know, bird wings. And it's not like they they like they don't do that. Like they they're very formidable. Like her mace definitely in the comic books and definitely in, in um, Justice League is made out of inth metal. Inth metal is one of the strongest metal metal, excuse me, I think not just known in the universe but known in the multiverse. So that's why, you know, death metal it, it was the inth metal played a huge part in that story. And I don't know about the second one, but it played a um a big part in the first death metal anyways of course but uh maybe having her as a romantic interest um 
I wouldn't say create a, another Martian, but I feel like having someone, maybe, I don't know about an Earth person, because it's not the wrong seeing Martian Manhunter in love with a, someone who's, you know, from Earth, but it's like, would I much rather, not like, do the same thing as Superman would do, maybe have him fall in love with someone from a different species in a different, uh, sorry, DC universe, but that's just me. But uh, ultimately, I want to see Martian Manhunter definitely uh, fight crimes. Definitely. Because his rogues gallery is not, like, very long. Because he has his brother. And I think there's someone else. Like, oh, you know what? There's someone. There is someone else. It's called Infernus. So, you know, in the comic books, Martian Manhunters, well, well Martians, period. Their um, weakness is to fly, which is not, that's not fair. Because on Krypton, I feel like Earth, oh, not Earth, sorry. Kryptonians can be burned by fire. And especially on Earth. Humans can be burn, burn, burn on fire, which I don't recommend. Please don't do that, of course. Anyways, you know, there's a Martian who overcame that fear. Instead of, you know, being afraid of fire, he harnessed the energy and the ability to control fire, which he is known as Infernus. So that would be a good, probably season one, season two battle where it's like, you know, Martian Manor has to conquer his fear in order to defeat this villain. So, um, moving on to my number one pick is Plastic Man. So, I know everyone must be confused by one of two things. Why Plastic Man and who's Plastic Man? So, let me explain. Who's Plastic Man? Plastic Man is a man named Pat O'Brien. He got his abilities from falling in a vat of acid. Not like the Joker, but the vat of acid pretty much turned his 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 physique into some type of, some type of elastic. Like, he can stretch, he can bend... He can fold himself, he can turn himself to some type of ball, if you will. And he can literally turn himself into, like, any eye. Like, you know, he can transform himself to a trash can, and you won't know if that was Plastic Man or not. Um, and two, why I chose Plastic Man, it's, it's for the basis, because, like, I mentioned that, you know, I'm pitching, like, DC characters as cartoon shows, if that makes sense. And, you know, if you just take away the DC stuff for a second, cartoons has always been the media for exaggerated emotions, exaggerated stories, and, and very exaggerated poses. Like, if you, um, I'm trying to think, uh, I think, uh, forgive me, um, Tom and Jerry, thank you. So when you see Tom and Jerry and you see Tom, how he gets hit, remember he got hit in the face with the iron, his face is the shape of an iron, um, he can... Now it has an ability, but when he's hurt, it's like... Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Tom and Jerry. It's one of the most classic cartoons known to, known by pop culture. But it's a sense of, like, if you punch, you know, Plastic Man in his face, his face will mold around into your fist, you know? And it's just like... And, and you know, seeing it in live action, that's why I say I'd much rather see it in cartoon. Because seeing it in live action will be off-putting, of course. But seeing him... You know, for example, if, like some pretty woman will walk across the screen, he'll probably, like, be like those classic 1930s cartoons where, you know, his eyes get big, his heart go boom, 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 and his jaw will drop. And it's like, not to be goofy, because I feel like, you know, with Plastic Man, there is some wiggle room for, not a drama, but it's like, you know, enough with the the, the, com the comedy. You know, you can see, a, a, um, well, because the thing is about him, He's a former criminal, so it's kind of like, I, I, I see it in a point of view of like an Ant-Man and Wasp where, you know, Scott Lane, he's not a bad guy, but he went to jail for, I think he went to jail for, um, 
exposing or stealing money from a company he, he used to work for who pretty much conned people out their money so in, in that vein where it's like yeah I, w- I did went to jail I did pay my time but I'm not going to let that deter me from being a good hero so I want to go with that angle because in the comic books I don't know about the mainline DC comic books but in Injustice uh, Plastic Man has a son and his son has his uh, abilities of stretching which you know funny enough that could be their own thing for us, like season one or season two, and I feel like him, I feel like him discovering he has a son should be like a season one or probably season two story arc where it's like I have a kid, let, let me be a dad, and the the more and more and more he try to force himself in the son's life is the more and more the son don't want to be with him because you know you have to understand, you know, and I can say this with um. With some understanding and definitely um, um, connection, where it's like, if you know someone who went to jail or or ain't living right, you don't want to associate yourself with them. Like, of course you love them, but it's like, I can't be messing with you because you have people thinking I'm cool with you doing what you did. If you um, if the audience you know catch, not catch my drift, but understand what I'm going at. But having you know, of course, having that be the drive of the story, then having. The resolution where it's like, you know, the sun will relent, like, you're my dad. Like, you're actually, well, you're not actually, but actually, sorry. You're making the effort to get to know me, and I am keep pushing you away. And I feel horrible because I just want to be with my father, of course. Um, And also, I feel like Plastic Man should just be, like, more represented. Like, not like people don't, I feel like, obviously, people don't know of him. But it's like, if you give him a cartoon show, and... For most of these shows, I'm, I'm, I'm pinching. It's like they're definitely like kid oriented. Whereas like, like adults can watch it, of course. Like you can go back watch Static Shock, which I, I did, you know, um, earlier. But it's like I can still have that same feeling I did when I originally watched it on the Kids WB. But with you know the Plastic Man cartoon, Wonder Woman, whatever the hell, it's like you get the same old cartoon antics. But it's like it's told it's a superhero story. But they're so, like, not, like, chocolate, like, just stuff it with random things. But it should be very layered, where it's, like, you know, the story should be well-paced. The story should be interesting. And it's, like, at the end, okay, moving on, we'll see this character again. And I don't think Plastic Man has a lot of villains. But I feel like for DC, and the entire in DC, sorry, DC Universe, excuse me. You can, like, throw in a Harley Quinn or something. Uh, you could throw in so because you know one of his weakness because you know fl- uh, plastic man excuse me plastic man's weakness is to uh, ice acid I don't know fire but like he can be hurt just like anyone else but I feel like having Killer Frost in an episode to freeze him or icicle like any ice based villain would you know would be very interesting to see. So um, moving on from the list is pretty much why did I come up with this. Basically, I was just bored one day, and don't get me wrong, that's how my creativity, this is how most of our creativity starts. You know, one day, I just figured, why not make uh, Mickey Mouse Iron Man or something cool? Like, no, like, it's nothing wrong with that especially, but it's like, some things just click right into you. And sometimes, not sometimes, but I'll be like thinking, like, when I watch a Justice League or, or read a, a DC comic book, it's like, yo, how come this character insert whatever character like cyborg or whatever right i love cyborg 
how come they don't have their own cartoon or their own thing because da 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 because you know how I would write it how I would write it I would make Cyborg the leader and then and then <laughs> I'm sorry no but like you gotta understand where it's not out of place of hate it's in a place of like you know what I would love to see if DC decided to take that one thing flip it or basically make it better or whatever I don't know um so with that being said I did wrote some bonus um ideas if, if this fits so I wrote a Green Lantern animated series which yeah let me be clear they made that already but that didn't like to me it did well but the whole point of having shows like that was to sell merchandising so if I had a chance I would do that again but have it in like 2D animation and have Philomar voicing Jon Stewart um um uh, uh, uh I said Philomar Who's gonna be Guy Gardner in that series? Dietrich Bader, and have um, Hal Jordan voiced by uh, Steve Bloom. If you don't know who Steve Bloom, he voiced Spike Spiegel and Wolverine. Uh, a Green Arrow animated series, which it should be like in a vein of Batman the animated series, but with Green Arrow, he cracks jokes and you know. I think he's kind of quippy, but you know. Uh, DC's uh, Metal Man, and Metal Man is pretty much it's like gold. I think it was gold, bronze, mercury, uh, platinum, tin, lead. It's like basically six or five people, if I'm remembering correctly. And they all have the ability to fold and bend. Like, they're all made of metal. So with each metal, they have their own weaknesses or their own properties where it's like, well, gold can do this, but tin can do that. So basically, like, pulling, like, and this sounds ridiculous, but I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but... Pulling that where it's like not most people know about it because I already knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. They before you know they were like space criminals. They were like space cops, which they were okay, but they're kind of like <laughs> that's just me. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but pull that in a sense where it's like um, get someone who's very creative, like like a James Gunn or something, and sit them down. Hey, you know James, or insert some famous director or writer. Hey, I, I just want to see what what can you do with this specific character or this specific group of characters. Okay, if I was you know if I was writing it, I would have done this and did da da da, and you just take that risk and see where they'll go with it. And I think the Metal Men. Well, I don't know what their well their previous identities were, but. I feel like they could have been like easily scientists or engineers who so happened to be in an uh, accident that that changed their bodies into metal. So um, next is DC's new guys. Pretty much like a, a small series where it's like it features, you know, Darkseid be before he became the god or the the emperor of apocalypse. Pretty much. Um, next to that is Superman, a, a possible Superman, Batman, or um maybe another Static Shock series. And that's in the sense of, like, it's been a while since we had a Batman series, because the last time we had a Batman series was 2013, was Beware of the Batman, which was another good show. Got canceled because of the merchandising. Uh, Superman the Anime series was at least, n like, 92 going to 97. And Static Shock was at least 2005 to 2006. So, you know, as I mentioned before, they weren't recent, like, in the 2010s or last year, for God's sakes. Like, we need... Some new content definitely coming from Superman and definitely coming from, you know, Static Shock. Hmm. So, what do I, um, 
think about these pitches I made or any other pitches, you know, as usual, don't be afraid to DM me. Like, well, Darius, your idea for the Martian Manor cartoon is stupid because, and, you know, go ahead, let me have it. But no, I feel like, you know, with the ideas I have, especially with the bonuses, it's because, like, you know, with certain characters and definitely groups of characters like the Green Lanterns, like, I think that oh, Blackest Night was written in 2011 or something like that. It wasn't recent, you know, again, that's one of those things where it's like, that was written how long ago? Oh, that was written da 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 and it's like, wait a minute, you can like make an animated movie like, like right now, and I know when it comes to making movies and TV shows, it's not like a one and done thing, like you just do it and that's it, like, what I'm trying to get at is, I want to see more out of the Green Lanterns. Like, for example, like, with the Green Lantern animated show, which, the CGI one, of course, we've seen Blue Lanterns, I believe we've seen Red Lanterns, Orange or orange Lantern, Yellow, I don't think we saw that, Yellow Lanterns. But the point is, they explore more of the uh, Lantern cores of the DC Universe. Now, there are no disrespect to, um, Justice League, the animated series, or any other DC property. They do, but it's not like, oh, do you know who Atrocitus is? Do you know who this specific character of this specific core is? Like, uh, 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 Skywalker? Not Skywalker, I think it's Sinwalker? It, it was something like that. Saint Walker, there you go. He's actually one of the coolest Blue Lanterns in, you know, the DC Universe. But it's kind of like, okay, instead of just sitting on our hands, I'm sorry, I'm just calling out like I see it, or how I feel, more like it. But I just want to see DC take a risk, because I know they're a company, but I feel like a lot of people will love a DC um, Green Lantern show. Especially following with Jon Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, and uh, Hal Jordan. And, you know, they can also bring in, like, old Green Lanterns like Alan Scott into the show. But, uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I like my own pitches, but, you know for any listeners out there, they could say it's trash and, and give me, like, way better. You know, Darius, what you... Well, Darius and or Captain Righteous. What you should do, you should pitch a Deathstroke series. And I'll be down for that, too, because that's actually one of my bonuses I, I forgot to mention. Which, weird enough, how can I just conveniently forget? But maybe, like, two, like, DC villain shows. Because, like, you know, we have the Harley Quinn show, which is dope. But I feel like take it a step further where it's like, let's get a Deathstroke show. Let's get a... Not just Deathstroke, I feel like. Who, who can who can carry a show? Um, I'm going to be clear my words, of course. Deathstroke. Um, maybe Lex Luthor. Why not? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where um, my head was heading and definitely, you know, what I thought about the pitches. But, you know, as usual, you know, of course, you just DM me and see, tell me if I was wrong or tell me I, I, I missed some type of information of a specific character. Actually, Wonder Woman will never do that. And, you know, go ahead, have at it. But, uh, you know, we come to the end of the episode where you can follow me on Instagram at Captain underscore underscore Righteous and my Twitter, you know, Captain righteous of course but um no uh, uh you know before i end this episode um i will be doing more um comic book related topics as usual and definitely anime related but you know just at the you know of course write the episodes and find out find the time to actually record them because you know with working and definitely with family it's kind of like hectic where it's like what time should i record 
this is the best time to record, blah, 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 blah. But again, no excuses. I love doing this. I love making content for, especially for my podcast. But um, you should, for, for the listeners out there who stuck this long, you should expect another episode tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's another how to defeat thing. So use your imagination. So how to defeat Superman. How to defeat Batman. So don't, you know, don't be afraid to um, DM me to see what, how's that going. But, uh, you know, thank you for listening. Captain Righteous signing out. Peace.